Relationships seem to be more difficult to maintain today than in the past. Is this because of social media? Or is it because it's difficult to trust other people? And why does the Bible say that we're supposed to love our enemies? Matthew Murphy, a member of Holy Cross, and I tackle these questions as we talk about relationships in this 56th episode of the Praying with the Eyes podcast. Welcome to the Praying with the Eyes podcast. Your host is Doug Bronner, senior pastor at Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Colorado Springs, Colorado. As an avid photographer, Doug combines the beauty of God's creation with the beauty of His Word in a Praying with the Eyes devotional blog. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Joined today by uh, Matthew Murphy. Murphy, uh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> when you came over to record, I told you I got up early this morning. Yes, yeah. you did. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm really struggling right now with my back. It's just uh, yeah. um, going to physician this afternoon to once yeah, again. Yeah, that's what you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so every time I turn in bed, uh, I wake up because the the pain kind of travels, but then I'll go back Oof. to sleep. And so, but uh, it, it's uh, both Janice and I got up early this mm-hmm. morning, and uh, that's all right. Now, get old, you just it is what it is. Yeah, but yeah, sure. I'm sure you could sleep until 10. I mean, I, I have that ability. <laughs> do you? Uh, I, do you I do, do that? I, that's that the main time I slept till 10 was after the Hobbit premiere, and I had to go to school all day right afterwards. So I got like three hours of sleep, and and I sleep. I I slept till ten that that next day. But the day before, I just felt so bad because people would ask me questions, and I would just not be coherent at all. And <laughs> and like there was one point where one of my friends, I was skyping them, and one of my friends, then one of my friends was was like, "Hey, how you doing?" I was like, "I'm sorry, I I can't do this right now. I just I I can't." They because they were all at sleepover, so they were going crazy. I was like, "I just I just gotta go to bed." But I mean, I I do I do have that skill. If if I really push myself to it, but oftentimes I just feel too guilty at that point. Oh, I can't. Point. I cannot. I, I. There used to be a day. I've never been a person that sleeps in that mm-hmm. long, uh, but I could sleep in till ten, maybe eleven, when I was probably way back in, when dinosaurs roamed the earth, uh, back in my. Uh, Back when wheels years. were stone and fire yeah, was new. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the yeah, and I think it was in probably my senior year where they discovered that uh, that round wheels worked better than square wheels. Oh, yeah, was that was amazing, that was pretty amazing breakthrough, revolutionary. Well, uh, Matthew is a, a, a member at Holy Cross. Uh, he is. Uh, he and I are two different generations. He's a millennial, and I'm a baby I know. boomer. It's a it's a scary word. People flinch when they hear it. <laughs> Well, you know, one one thing I begin to to realize in in my own kids who are uh, millennials is that you really defining millennials is not that easy. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's um, uh, I'm sure when it comes to baby boomers, we're the same way. I mean, mm-hmm. it's uh, but that's and and so on. And and Matthew and I were talking the other day, and I asked him to come on the podcast with me so we could talk about relationships, and uh, the difference in relationships from generational perspectives. Uh, we're going to talk about the effect of social media on uh, relationships. We're going to delve into how do you create trust in relationships, and uh, we're also going to deal with a very difficult. 
uh, topic of of uh, relationships with your enemies, uh, where mm-hmm. Christ has us uh, commands us in the Sermon on the Mount to love our enemies. So please don't turn us off right now. I, mean, yeah. ah, I don't want to go there. I can't do that. <laughs> I mean, we all can. We just gotta we just gotta breathe and and yeah. come at it systematically. Right. And, right. You intimidated by the microphone in front of you? Captain Jack Sparrow, um, not not uh, sort of, um, not not really. Uh, sometimes, and it just kind of depends on the context and how prepared I feel for it, and how formal it is. Because very formal settings, it's like, all right, I I do pretty decently if I if I'm well prepared. But if if it's a very like stand up in front of a big crowd setting and I haven't prepared at all, then then I do terribly. I'm kind of surprised but, by that because you have a a uh, 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 an acting bent to you i mean i've, oh, yeah, I've seen i've seen it come out in you in in in, in really neat ways and you enjoy that yeah um so and that's, but that's about being prepared again exactly yeah okay. it's like once i get up there i can perform um but it's mostly just making sure i have all the content in my head because i'm really bad at going off of notes and like sitting there and like looking at it and then spring something up i just get really good that's why acting's easy is because you just gotta memorize it and then and then, then you're able to perf- to give it out in, with your performance. But. See, I don't know. It's for me, memorizing is harder. I would rather, oh, um, oh. I would 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 rather uh, um, just be given an idea mm. and and just have fun with it. That's why I think I like it, enjoy the the podcast. Uh, in that we got a structure, we know where we're going, oh, yeah, but, we, but we don't know where we're going. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure. And we're gonna talk about social media. You are how many social media platforms are you on? Oh golly, um, I'm not. I'm most less than most people. Uh, I have a Facebook, and I just made an Instagram because people kept posting pictures and saying things about me, and I was like, <laughs> I, re- I was like, okay, I really should make one of these just to see what people what, what people are posting. Um, Paranoid, huh? A, a little bit. I mean, and and I think that kind of ties in very well to to what we're doing um, because. Because it's 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 about those relationships, and so you can get paranoid and and start to go, well, what what are people saying about me behind my back? And I mean, it's not necessarily like I was suspecting them of bad things. It was just kind of a curiosity of, oh, I know people are posting pictures of me that I've seen. What I wonder what they say. See, then maybe that's a generational difference too, because I don't use Instagram that way. I'm mm-hmm. on Facebook, Instagram. I have a Twitter account for praying with the eyes. I just post the daily devotional blogs on there. I never go there. Mm-hmm. I don't like Twitter. I don't like the format. I don't yeah. like the, the. Just I don't get Twitter. I mean, there are times when I'll, I'll hit a news feed that has a Twitter link, and I'll read that. But um, those are my I, I my two and. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably on Facebook. Well, I know I'm on Facebook the most. Mm. Uh, I I only yeah, I, I I tend to post pictures, but see, I use Instagram, which is my favorite. Uh, you and I were talking about this the other day too. Instagram is my favorite uh, mm. social media uh, network because uh, I can I it's picture oriented and mm. and so I uh, I follow people that I don't have, know. I follow people around the world. Just today, uh, mm-hmm. somebody from Russia started following me, so I followed them back and enjoy their pictures. Some of their pictures are some of the people I follow. They're very dark, mm-hmm. and uh, street, a lot of street photography that uh, maybe other people wouldn't find interesting. I, I kind of do. Yeah. Uh, but I don't do. I don't post anything about anybody else. Once in a while, I'll post like I did a a, a picture of my grandson. 
uh, Eli, but it was about uh, photography because he had a my manual camera, uh, mm-hmm. my Olympus OMG, and he was learning to shoot with film. Oh, nice. Uh, seven-year-old, and I took a picture of him taking a picture. Yeah, yeah, you sure. know, and posted that. So that's the only thing. I don't, I don't, it's funny because I've heard more people like you say that that's how they use Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, if I was in more into photography, I would. That that's how I'd use it. You need to be. I, I know. I'll teach you. Yeah, I'm I'm done with that. I mean, Kimberly is the same way. She loves it. She loves. She does. It. She's huh? the same. Has the same mug as you too. The, really? The lens. Oh, yeah, yeah, the lens. Yeah. I love it. I got two of those. One here at home and one in the office. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so great. She is, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I've actually like every time you start telling me about a camera, I'm like, man, she would, she just eat this up. Well. Well, she now have to have a conversation sometime. Yeah, for sure. She has to come over here and take a look at my growing collection of cameras. Oh, she would die. She'd go crazy. Yeah, need to shoot some film together. Absolutely. Uh, I'm. As many of our listeners know, I'm. I just am so in. I'm. I am absolutely addicted to shooting film right now, mm-hmm. and I'm afraid it's going to wreck my budget. No, mm-hmm. no. I buy film real cheap, load my own, or as I love to say here in Colorado, I I roll my own. Let people guess what I mean by that. So, a social media, uh, yeah, it, it's on topic. On topic, it's squirrel. I've told people before. My patron saint is Doug from Up. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so, your experience with social media, positive. What's the positive aspects of social media? Well, uh, I know I've done a lot of. Uh, I have a lot of friends, and, and my relationship is is long distance. Or all my friends are in Nebraska, and I've been here, and so. Uh, some the positive aspects of it is I've really been able to stay connected with them and really uh, continue to talk with them and interact with them even though they're they're all the way down there and I'm here and and we all have I have my work schedule or school and they have their school just scheduled down there and things are crazy but since we can do like instant messaging and stuff like that then then we're able to to still talk and have have the time and then we're able to block out times of for calls or something like that um, when, when, when the time arises or when the opportunity comes, but, uh, it's really, it has helped for, for the people who are far away to, for me to really be able to stay connected, which I think is what Zuckerberg first, first thought of when, uh, when he was making Facebook is he was like, it's helped, help con- connect the world was kind of the, and I think thing. it does do that. I find <laughs> for sure. I, I find that I, I, I I'm not really fond of talking on the phone but texting and I, it, sometimes it's fun the funny aspect of that is is that it takes me more time to text than it would to to dial the number oh, for and sure. talk to somebody uh, I, I'm not like a lot of you who and and my kids that can text it like oh, I, uh, 50 words a minute yeah, you I'm know? so my thumbs are huge and my yeah. phone is so small that I feel like <laughs> I hit six buttons at once autocorrect is not my friend I know uh, I've uh, yeah, so, so much fun. But I do text, uh, and I find that mm-hmm. that's a great way to stay connected. Absolutely. That's that's what you and I were talking earlier too. Mm-hmm. For me, when when I was in college, and uh, Janice and I met at Concordia Portland, but then that was a junior college that time. She went off to Concordia College in St. Paul, Minnesota, and I went to Concordia College in Ann Arbor, Michigan, to finish off. And so the we had two means of staying connected: mm-hmm. snail mail and phone calls. Uh, not by a cell phone, but over a landline. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what difference it would have made for us had we had some kind of, if texting or uh, social media would have been part of what we did uh, in our in our dating as well. Mm-hmm. Although, um, I still have the letter she wrote. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I think 
I think that's, that's you right. You crucial. said you write. I do. I do write letters. Uh, yeah, because and I mean it's not as consistently as I should because 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 uh, that those are it's so much easier to do the instant messaging and stuff like that. But I I do realize the value of and of ha- being able to to take something that they wrote and and look at it because because I I thought about like oh I I remember this picture they sent me or something and I scroll for like days to find it through my phone. Whereas I take out this letter and I, I can just sit there and read it and, and have these words of comfort and, and, and care from the other person. There's something tactile about it, too. So mm-hmm. let's talk, we talk about kind of positive things, but yeah. there's some research out there that's showing that social media also is detrimental to relationships, and mm-hmm. uh, especially among millennials. And just to throw this out there, a study by the Pew Research Center found that 42% of cell phone uh, owners uh, between the ages of 18 and 29, uh, that there's serious relation uh, in serious relationships that they've been distracted by their mobile phone when they're with their their partner, mm-hmm. um, and and I, I see and you've seen and I I don't think this is a millennial thing so boy that was, I don't want to peg this on just millennials oh yeah is going to a restaurant. And you see a couple just by themselves, not with a mm-hmm. bunch of other people, and they're both on their cell phone, not talking to yeah. each other. Man, that just it, it it hurts to see because it's it because it's gonna have springly here. Love springly. Oh, yeah. Good. And if you if you want one, there's you dip it in in your tea. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's uh, got anise in it, and uh, oh, this is one of Janice's favorite. She was disappointed in this recipe. She didn't mm. like it. She's gonna make another one. I'm not gonna complain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's 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 sad to see when people do that because, uh, especially having done a lot of long distance and having friends elsewhere, I've I've realized more and more that that face to face time is just so valuable, and and okay, but can't the, be compromised. Another another article I read. I won't read the paragraph. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. By the uh, a woman who's a millennial college student talked about that she used to be really good at speaking. She loved to be social, and then she you know, set up her first... These, uh, are these are good, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they, they are. are. I don't wow. know if any... It's got a unique tape flavor to them, and we only have it, it at Christmas. Uh, but uh, and this is... I think uh, this is the first year we've made it, because Janice got... There's a special roller uh, that you make that makes the imprint on, on the springily, mm. and uh, uh, so you got to... Uh, you don't have to do it that way, I guess, but... Uh, there's definitely different varieties. Oh, yeah. She she wants to make it like her mom did. Her mom made great springly, mm. so she'll get there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I um, uh, when when I think that 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 ability to communicate face to face. This lady said she had she just doesn't she's afraid now, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that she can. There's no study on that. I wonder if it's true though that a lot of people struggle with face-to-face communication because they're so used to doing everything on their phone. Yeah, and I, I was looking at I was looking at another part of it where it was just the her talking about how they uh if uh, where the future was going because she said that if if it's prominent in a problem now, what's it going to look like in the future? And all I can think of is the movie Wally, where they're they're all floating around in their chairs looking at their screens. And nobody even barely knows the other person is there, and and then later on in the movie they kind of bump into each other and wreck their screens, and then when their screens get broken they look at each other and go, oh wow, look at that other person, and it's just this big revelation moment. But 
but I mean, it, it, it's really, I mean, it might be extreme, but, but maybe not just the fact that they can, that the everyone on, they had like all of earth's population on this ship in space and none of them were talking to each other. They were all, it was just flying around with the ads and, and all this stuff, just trying to keep themselves entertained and, and they just, just sat there accepting it. So what if Jesus had a, a cell phone? Uh, I don't know. That's, I, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I mean, of course, we can never answer, but it's an interesting thought. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think yes, because because a lot of this is is in proportion. So we have cell phones, and they're not inherently bad, but just the amount we use them and what we use them for can be hazardous to us. And since Jesus did everything perfectly, I think he would perfectly use the right amount of communication to keep in touch with his disciples. Um, he would have been able to text and say, "Hey, mom and dad, you left me at the, you left me at church." <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, don't you don't have to search for me uh, when you get to Jerusalem. Yeah. Just come, come to come to the come, temple. Yeah. Don't you know I'm at my father's house? Like, what the heck? <laughs> uh, the story would not have been as exciting. In the that's Bible. true. The panic of his parents would not have been as great. Yeah, I grew point. up with that though. Okay, yeah. I didn't. My parents didn't have a, the ability to. Mm-hmm. You know, find message. Me. Yeah, that's kind of a good time back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, as Christians, uh, that that uh, use of of the cell phone can be good, but it can also be detrimental. Mm-hmm. And if we we are still called to face to face conversations, and we're going to yeah. talk about that. Uh, we want to talk about trust and how do you build trust in relationships, and and I think we can do it with um, modern technology and social media mm. but i think it's better done face to face yeah going deeper you're listening to the praying with the eyes podcast so relationships not mm. only romantic but also yeah in fact that's what we're gonna do we're, we're not just talking about relationships and yeah you know, i think people uh, and by the way we are recording that was a great lead-in thanks oh yeah you're welcome yeah, it was wonderful <laughs> that's just how i live my life you know i just i imagine every moment as if it's so the good. opening credits so of a movie and then, that was not scripted it just no. tended to be that way mm-hmm. um, that's um i think it's important for this to set that parameter of our discussion when we i think a lot of people when we talk about relations we immediately go to significant other type of relationships mm-hmm. you know yeah husband wife boyfriend girlfriend i mean it's the, um, some of those prominent things in our lives yeah it is but that's not really i mean that's part of it it's it, mm-hmm. it is but it we're also talking about friendships and and hopefully uh predominantly which is important because uh, we're going to talk about four different uh, activities for creating trust and successful uh, relationships that came out of HuffPost, and it does deal with. It's from uh, 2016, October to uh, December 2016, so nice. a year ago, Pretty. and and yeah, not that that far back, but in modern times, I feel ancient sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you say 2016, I'm like, man, that's ages ago. Yeah, yeah. feels that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but this uh, we're, we're and this this blog was written toward um, those significant other relationships. But the reason why I chose this one over others that I w- had looked at was because uh, the items that are used here uh, are, can apply to to friendships. And there there were eleven of them in this in this blog. We're not going to go over. We're going to pull out four of them, as uh, our listeners probably can tell anyway. We can foam at the mouth pretty easily. Yeah. I, right. I, it's not hard to carry on. So maybe yeah. even four is going to be challenging to keep I know. it. I mean, I, I only have 10 cause your printer cut off. 
cut off mine. I didn't so. want you to have the eleventh one. I know. I I, I don't even. Know I didn't what it trust is. you. I didn't trust you with eleven. Oh, that so that seems like a flaw in our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I know my boundaries. Ah, uh, yeah. Which is number seven. That's what we're anyway. going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Let's start with because I think it's a good segue as we were preparing for this segment. Uh, I I think it's a good segue from talking about social media you know, into mm-hmm. this aspect of building trust. Uh, uh, the the second of the keys that this article talks about is be true to yourself. And um, I, I, I probably says, I don't know what that says, same thing to you as it does to me. Mm. Uh, but in, in reading just a short paragraph, uh, fear becomes a part of this, uh, fear of becoming too transparent. Uh, but you had a good point about the effect of social media on being true to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, I just notice a lot of times that, that people like I'll, I'll see people and I'll talk with them and, and then, uh, and we'll be nice and cordial and say, Hey, how you doing and stuff. And then they'll go on social media and then, and then they'll, they'll be really brazen or post something. That's really, that's really like, wow, I, I never knew I could see that side of you. And it's like a, a mask disappears and the screen allows them to, to, to say things, but then a lot of miscommunication comes across and it, and instead of manifesting in like a conversation where, where you and I can talk and be, and even if we had differing, differing opinions, we'd be able to share them. It just instead comes off as like a passive aggressive posting some, some angry article or something like that. And then people just get upset and, and then wonder about that relationship next time you see them. Like, can I confront them about this? Even though I definitely disagree. Cause they, they really said something very angry about it. I wasn't, and I'm not sure how, how I can re- react to them if, if I can bring that up around them. And so we just type, bounce around the weather and sports and, and then we go our separate ways without having that deeper connection because there's, there's a, there's a boundary there that, that wasn't there before. Yeah. It's interesting when you say the boundary again, it's interesting how these kind of overlap each other. Mm-hmm. One of the things though, I'm not quite certain is in my experience is that person really being true to themselves mm-hmm. When they post that comment on on social media, or is this someone they want to be? Is this something they mm. they, they want to be more brazen? They want to be more uh, assertive or aggressive mm. sometimes, and yet that's not really who they are. And they yeah. can, they they try it out there, or is it that part that's hidden inside of them that they've never let anybody see? I don't know. But but there's got to be some transparency in tr- if we're going to build a trusting relationship. There's got to be some transparency, mm-hmm. um, and and that means letting people see being true to yourself means uh, allowing somebody to see the the shadow side of our life, the, mm-hmm. the not so pretty side of our life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The friendships for me too that have probably been the strongest is where I've had that ability. Yeah, absolutely. To lay it down, I, 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 but I'm still guarded. I am a guarded person. Mm. I don't. I mean, I, people know me. I'm pretty transparent about a lot of things, but there's places I won't go with people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, part of it, part of relationships is not, uh, and then their depth is not gained through just like fun, free for talk about about weather and sports and, and and stuff like that. It's about going through those challenging times and and having those arguments, but then, then getting through them. And, and you really, but to, to be able to do that, you know, you got to know what you can take and what, and what the level you're able to go at and share at. Because oftentimes people are put in a situation where they don't feel comfortable. And then instead of, 
instead of really being knowing themselves enough to to be able to resolve that it just gets worse because because they feel uncomfortable or sad or angry and are in the heat of the moment and and don't know and sometimes you just need to know like okay i just need a moment to breathe and go elsewhere and then we can come back and talk yeah so let's let's take on the the Another one, this mm-hmm. is the fourth in their list, choose your words wisely, because yeah. that's so related to this. Mm-hmm. And and I I know that I have not chosen my words wisely uh, at times, mm-hmm. especially in my marriage, but I've done it with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, some stuff I can still break out in a cold sweat over things I said, you know, mm-hmm. and choosing not choosing my words wisely. wisely. Um, what does that what does it mean to you to choose your words wisely, though? I mean, that's that's no cliche, but. Do we really have an understanding of what that means? Yeah. And I think I think it comes with comes with a lot of just the listening as opposed to talking and the uh in the talk less and smile more. Because you you need to stop and take a moment and, and breathe and uh because in the heat of the moment what you're going to want to do is just spout out whatever's coming to your head because that anger is bringing it up and it's immediately in the front of your mind, but instead stopping and, and really reflecting before you speak, because oftentimes those first initial thoughts are not the, not the best ones and not even like, like the treat, be true to yourself, not even the ones you really want to display, but come to you because you're angry or upset and yet i can justify when i get in the heat in the moment and i can and i spout off a word that uh may be um inflammatory or whatever but because of i feel so justified in my position mm-hmm. i can justify using that word and say i'm choosing my word wisely because I'm, I'm i'm right yeah. you're wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that's the difference between wisely is it's not it's it there's a uh like a drop the mic comeback and then there's wise words because there can you can burn someone pretty easily and and like say something that's really hurtful or mean but then to be able to stop and say something that's really really healing and really uh really just good for the conversation and for the relationship yeah but in the heat of the moment it's the last thing i want to do no oh, well, the for last sure. thing Absolutely. the last thing i want to do is heal and mend this relationship mm-hmm. i want to i want to prove to the person that i'm right and they're wrong you need to see the world my way yeah and then everything will be fine if you just do that yeah. so the, i for me the, at the base of this is you've got to First of all, understand it's not about being right or wrong. What's more mm-hmm. important than being right or wrong is the relationship you have with this person, which I know some people listening to this are going to go, no, that's not that's not true. And I, I know there's a fine line in that. Mm-hmm. I understand that. It's not capitulating to the other person's opinion just because you want to save the relationship. But there's a way of talking uh, without giving up your opinion. Mm-hmm. And maybe you are right in, in the context of biblical uh, uh, right or wrong. But there's a way of still salvaging the relationship by choosing your words wisely. And even in the heat of the moment, just uh, e- even if you still disagree and you still feel like you're right, it's more important to to resolve that at the moment. And then, then when everyone's calmed down and can think rationally and not just going to spout off whatever comes to their head, then they then that's when a lot of conflict can be resolved and opinions can be discussed. So I'm going to change the order on us because we were going to do this one Yeah, last. I know. We've been but, dancing but, around it this but, whole time. But the, this de-escalate and repair, mm-hmm. uh, we, we need to take that on because yeah, yeah. it, 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 uh, I, I can go back in so many arguments that I've had with Jan specifically uh, 
where I did more to escalate the the damage that was being done mm-hmm. than de-escalate. And and in this article uh, from the Huff Post, it talks about when you know in the middle of this to do things that would um, like um, uh, make a caring remark, saying "I'm sorry," mm-hmm. validating the person's feelings, and so forth, are ways of de-escalating in the midst of the argument, not waiting till it's all over and the dishes are thrown all over the place and mm-hmm. the, uh, the the flaming arrows are already expended. Um, but in the middle of it, I think this is really difficult, but it's extremely important. I think Janice and I have gotten a lot better at this, both of us, that when we we have these, because we're both passionate people, so we can get some pretty heated uh, discussions and arguments at times. We're both getting better at saying, we don't want to go here. Let's just stop for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's really hard to de-escalate. Yeah. And, and on that repair aspect, I've had a lot of people come to me and say, kind of trying to figure out what to do and with another person that they've that they had an argument with and and a lot of times it's like yeah I don't I really I really am am struggling with this person but I don't feel bad about what I did I but I but I I I don't want this conflict to be between us and so kind of something I tell them is is always just hey look you even if um you guys need to stop and and talk about what uh, your opinions later Something you can always say to them by saying you're sorry is that you're sorry this this connection was hurt. You're sorry that that this uh, relationship had damage to it, and you want to resolve that because that's ultimately what's most important. And then you can discuss logistics later. But always being able to have that that opportunity to say, "Hey, I I am sorry that I hurt you." I think that the issue that we're going to wrestle with here as human creatures, though, is that. When we feel that we have been violated in any way, our opinions have been violated, our um, values have been violated, that to come to that point where we would say to the person, I value my relationship with you is much more difficult. Mm -hmm. And that you have hurt me so deeply uh, that uh, I'm not sure I care about our relationship anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's when things I think get really sad. Uh, Yeah. And and um and 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 instead of de-escalating, sometimes it, and here get back into social media again. Social media is one of the best avenues to escalate. Mm. Uh, now now let's make public. Yeah, and it'll make public not just to my f- friends who are on social media, but since my friends see uh, their friends see what's on. Yeah, how the inner the the friends see they my did, friend yeah kind they of did thing. and all of a sudden I mean probably the commandment that gets broken the most and in the devastating ways in the world today is the eighth commandment you should not bear false witness against your neighbor mm-hmm. and telling the truth that damages somebody still bearing false witness against your neighbor yeah you know so let's take on the last one then yeah, and uh, boundaries mm-hmm. uh, to set healthy boundaries I mean that's common we hear that. I as you and I talked before. Uh, for me, we're we're both kind of different here. I I have always been a person who's allowed people to trample over boundaries, and I'm not even sure mm-hmm. what my boundaries are at times. And that's very it's very dangerous. Yeah, and I mean I've 
I'm of the mentality where if, if something's really wrong, I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up. And I mean, I annoy people because of that, but I can't I, imagine you, Matthew, annoying people. I, I, I know. I'm just so, <laughs> you never annoy so your would, parents, do you? No, never, ever. Not at all. Like last night, actually. Your siblings, of course. Last night, Josiah, mom, um, mom was talking to Josiah and was wanted and said, I wanted to just, just wanted to make sure that you weren't talking about your brother behind his back. So we turned back to back to each other and just started saying like, <laughs> oh man, Josiah, he's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> What'd your mom do? Uh, she, they, she just sat there, kind of rolled her eyes like, okay. <laughs> Dad was laughing, so we got his approval. <laughs> how, okay, you see how many siblings again? I have eight siblings, so there are nine, nine of us total. And you're second oldest? I'm the second, yeah. And so it must be just kind of fun some days. Oh, for sure. And and even uh, even with the the tying back to the boundaries relationships with with my siblings, it's very interesting to see how I can approach them emotionally because I know a couple of them where where they they'll get to a point where you cannot rationalize with them in the heat of the moment, and so. Uh, and you you have to you have to wait for them to go elsewhere before you can really connect on that deeper level because that that's a boundary they have. It is, is yeah. Is that yeah, they yeah. they just cannot share while they're in that moment and will not say and will not say what they want to say. Well, I see that quite often in in relationships that uh, that one person has to process things uh, quite a bit before they can talk. Mm. And the other person wants it out now. Just get yeah. it out and just got it, and just kind of vomit it out there, you know. And 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 then we'll pick up the pieces as we go along. Yeah. And it's interesting how uh, in in uh, more intimate relationships that those kind of personalities attract to each other. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it is very interesting. And I think and I think part of it is just the the ability for one person to uh, to feel defended when um, when something in the moment comes. So when they're when they're on the same side and they're and they're going against something, it kind of it attracts because one person can go on the fly and really be able to to be there and have something quick uh, quickly at the top of their head, and the other person's like, oh, thank goodness they were there to cover, and then then the the person who uh, just wants to vomit it out always feels comforted by the person who processes things because then when they come to a situation that person's really prepared right 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 but also annoying so annoying well if you have any mm-hmm. questions you can email me at praying with the eyes um, at questions at praying with the eyes.com again it's questions at praying with the eyes.com you're listening to the praying with the eyes podcast okay so uh, we've talked about social media mm-hmm and we've talked about trust in a relationship. We haven't gotten into really scripture yet, and that's what I want to leave for this point. And mm-hmm. I, I think everything we've talked about so far, we could have really said, for the most part, in a secular environment. Yeah. And and it's kind of some of the material comes out of secular stuff. But there's that unique aspect of relationships that I want you and I to talk about for a while here that comes out of the Sermon on the Mount. And it's also in, it's a, you'll find it also in Mark's Gospel and Luke's Gospel. So you had to do Matthew because of you, though. Yeah, okay. I mean that's 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 completely I, okay. Okay, still got to ask this question though. Yes. Why did your parents name your older brother Mark and then you Matthew? Because I, I, no I, you know how many times I've called you Mark. I do. I'm, I'm sure that 
others have done the same thing. Yeah. And it's because of that. It's because it got, it got a Matthew Mark. Who comes first? I, I don't. I have no idea why that was my parents. But you can ask them. But I, I just have. I, I feel like every time I've asked them, they've just said, "Oh yeah, Dad just knew he wanted a kid named Mark and then a kid named Matthew." I said, "That's not. That's not helpful at all." <laughs> Do you know what people will say to me if they, if that's how I answer them? Like, yeah, my parents. though they just felt like it. Well, why didn't they plan on it? Blah, blah, blah. They should have done. And I have no excuse. Actually, I'm fine with that answer. You just answered my question. Oh, cool. All right. Perfect. <laughs> I, mean, okay. I mean, that's what I planned I know the whole your time. Dad. I yeah. know your dad. Oh, it just fair. sounds yeah. so much like him. It does. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so the passage from Matthew is from the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. Ginger, I love you too. Uh, my my dog just decided to come up and she needed some loving. I, and, we, you know, we're not yelling or screaming here. She's very sensitive to... Loud voices, yeah. Even though she dominates. Um, anyway, uh, the so from Matthew five forty four through uh, through forty five, uh, Jesus is speaking. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. So I I think we first of all you, I. I to take this passage, we have to apply it to, to Christ Himself. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the the whole His whole death for us on the cross, His resurrection, is all about loving His enemies. Because Paul says you know, that we were enemies and by yeah. by nature, we were enemies uh, of God, uh, and and um, not just spiritually dead, but He, which Paul uses too. But He uses that terminology of being an enemy, mm-hmm. and our sin has caused us to be those those uh, enemies of god and so i i I don't know i do you see yourself i think we have a struggle with that i don't know that many people would see themselves by nature an enemy of god yeah it's it's a it's a tough thing to handle because because especially a lot of a lot of stuff these these days really pushes the the quote-unquote teddy bear god and and it's so it's in it's not a pleasant message to hear and so we don't talk about it a lot because not a lot of people want to tackle it and then especially in the context of somebody who who is new to their faith that's something really hard to hear and we're, we we want them to know that ultimately that God loves them and God will care for them and that's and which is also uh, a truth yeah you know, for sure absolutely it is um and uh, but but we were at we were at one time those enemies of god but that's something something that's hard for some people to wrestle with especially early on i think it is and and it, it's in getting engaging a uh a person who doesn't know christ in that kind of conversation is not easy mm-hmm. you know well wait a sec you know i'm a strange from god i think it's easy to engage a person in a conversation about there's something wrong in the world mm yeah. I, I I I haven't found anybody so Pollyanna that they would say there's nothing wrong in the world. Yeah, Christians, non-Christians, Buddhists, uh, whatever, we'll all agree that there's something wrong. But the how we got there, how the the stories of redemption uh, are different, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, without believing that that we were enemies of God. Then we really struggle with the idea of being redeemed because what are we being redeemed from? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing our sin that caused us to be an enemy of God, and we're not being redeemed from anything. We're, we're just. You know, I, I loved your image of a teddy bear God. It's, that's what we were left with, and that's not real comforting mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, and I mean, 
it's it's a lot harder when because we want uh, not only teddy bear but just kind of the the god instead of being a father being a grandparent and giving us whatever we want and being able to say hey god pretty please will you give this to us and as opposed to having that also having that rod of discipline and that um and that concept of really being able to to stop us when we're doing something wrong and and be and chastising us and saying hey why why would you do this this and i can't can't allow this to happen or or okay you're doing this but it's going to have consequences and i've told you and so if you continue to do it it it's going to hurt so what makes somebody an enemy of another person? We're talking about God, and God has reconciled us to himself through Christ mm-hmm. while we were enemies. Um, and, and now we want to live that out. Now we, we want to live that out in our life, uh, with our, in our relationships. But what, what is it that makes someone your enemy? I, I would say betrayal, I think, is, and is where that centers. And not only uh, in the context of, of our lives where people have where people have done something to us but also the 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 fall which is was was our betrayal to god and so that it's all humanity is a reflection of that betrayal and any any hostile feelings or any something that makes somebody someone you don't like or that is your enemy is because they've done something to you in your past that whether you that you uh, whether you've forgiven or not it has make made you uncomfortable with that person, and um, and there should be that forgiveness. Yeah, I, I like your that that aspect of what makes someone an enemy is betrayal, in the standpoint that that's something. It's not where I was going, and, be, and mm. because you're talking about already having that intimacy, a close friendship, somebody you you maybe have, you go back to the trust issues we talked about in the last segment that that. Um, have been betrayed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they didn't know the the boundaries. There, there were harsh words that were being spoken, and things that de-escalating were escalated, so on and so forth. Uh, and from, but there was some kind of relationship. So mm-hmm. for me, uh, another aspect of being an, an enemy is people who disagree with me, mm-hmm. who don't see the world the same way I I did. My dad was very. Um, the opinion in our household growing up was my dad's opinion. Mm. My mom supported that, and and that's that's how it worked for them. But for us growing up as children too, so whatever the political view was, and I grew up during the, the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. and uh, my dad was very hawkish, and and so if you if you were not of that same mindset, my dad would have a way of kind of. You know, just yeah. kind of getting at you and and trying to get you to believe his opinion, mm-hmm. and and then I put myself also in the, the so that was really influential in me, and yeah. and it really um, sometimes Janice has become my enemy because she disagreed with me, mm. you know, and so uh, if it's stupid, I understand it's stupid, mm-hmm. but. I've wrestled with it. I and I have a wonderful fantasy life. I carry on so many conversations with people I never know, and I find myself getting emotionally hot <laughs> with this person. That some someone on television has a different opinion. I don't even know the person. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I carry on that conversation in my brain with them a little further, and I'm starting to imagine <laughs> them saying this and that, and I'm getting physically, you know, upset. And, and uh, so for me, 
uh, when somebody to, somebody comes an enemy of mine is because they disagree with me. Mm. I have a hard time sitting down and having conversations with people who see things differently than I do. Yeah, it's. I, it, I think it's a balance because uh, it depends on how they, how relatable they are. Because you can you can come to someone and there's two different kinds of people. The kinds of people that will will rationalize and say, okay, I really I don't agree with you, but we can talk about it and we can discuss it. And then there's the people who just shut you out and say, nope, you're wrong, and uh, and I don't want to listen to you. And I've met a lot of people, especially in in our world, who have said. Like, oh, then the very like, oh, yeah, you need to be accepting of all opinions and and stuff like that. But then don't compromise on, or not compromise, but don't uh, they get really defensive when they talk about their own. And when somebody brings up something that they believe, they uh, they just shut you out and say, no, I don't I don't want to interact with you. I don't want to talk with you. And I think we can come back to social media again. Mm-hmm. And it makes it even more difficult. The enemies become more entrenched, I think, sometimes by the that spouting out there mm. um i hate elections i don't i don't go on facebook during the elections yeah. because people i love and care about and i and i still respect in the heat of the moment put things on facebook that i think are inappropriate that inflame whether it's positive toward the person who's winning or negative it, it's just it's a place to stay away from uh at, at that time but i think social media can escalate my opinion of somebody being my enemy mm-hmm. and and so loving them I but on the other hand I had a, a neat experience last year where I had a conversation with a person I didn't know I was being interviewed for a, a, a documentary and a person I had not known uh, but is 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 a Christian but on the on more on the liberal side of being a Christian and mm-hmm. I'm pretty conservative but this person was genuinely interested in my opinion, mm. you know, and wanted me. And, and I thought that's what this conversation, what conversation needs to look like. Yeah. And to be able, and, and there was then this freedom to be able to share my opinion because it was being encouraged to share that mm-hmm. opinion. And it ties back to that, to the knowing yourself as well. Because if you, if you shut out all other opinions, then how do you, how have you really tested what you believe? And so if you, if you don't listen to when other people have different perspectives, then it doesn't, that doesn't mean that you you have to change yours or it doesn't mean that, that you have to just bow to their whim because, because they're disagreeing with you, but it's a way for you to, to, to check yourself and go, okay, is what I'm believing right? And match it with the scriptures and say, this is this, does this match with what God says and what are the, how does what they say match with what God says, but also just keeping it as a, as a conversation as opposed to a debate. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I, I will go back, not just social media, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of talk show, um, hosts just, they, they, whether it's liberal or conservative, it's about controversy, and that's what mm. keeps them going. And it just feeds that in our society and the inability to talk. And, and so loving your enemy, I think, has to get down to conversation, um, being willing to have that conversation. And, to, and I don't think it's just listening, though. Probably another aspect we ought to take on is... It's not just what we say, it's what we do. Mm. 
you know, for our enemies? Yeah. Am I willing to um, go the extra mile for uh, someone I would consider yeah. my enemy? Yeah, and that's I think that's something people people try, an aspect of it people try to hide because you can say yeah I love your enemy so you can be you be nice to them but you gotta th- you have to think of it as like all right I I'll do for this nice thing for my friend would I do this for for this person that I don't like yeah would I would I yeah. would I would I would I would I um take that person to the hospital you know if they yeah, needed exactly. a ride and. Um, if they came over asking for eggs or, yeah. or bread, or would I invite them to Thanksgiving? Yeah, you know, meal. Yeah, and I, I really wrestle with this because I like to be around people who are like me, mm. um, and because I, I think that's I mean, we natural. get along pretty well. So I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, thank yeah. you for listening to this uh, uh, podcast. Uh, it's good to have you with me, Mark. I mean, Matthew. I did yeah, that. On I know. I, 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 I saw in your eyes yeah, as soon you as you looked at me. I know. You looked at me and you were like, <laughs> I'm going to say Mark. Uh, Mark. <laughs> yeah, so, good to have uh, you. But, I hope yeah. this has been enjoyable for oh, you. Oh, yeah. I've had a lot of fun. And a lot of tea, a lot of, a lot of snacks. It's yeah, been great. Hey, it's good. Um, Thank I got to get more snacks, though. It's, it's just going to happen. Yeah. It's not I mean, enough. But the problem is the wrappers. Yeah. There's no wrappers on that. I know, which is why these were great. Okay, but got like, it. You can't have candy. Why not? Because of the wrappers. Well, you can. What? what? In fact, I think that would even be better. Just to put it by the make microphone. The sound, yeah, make yeah. the sound effects. <laughs> it depends right. on what that candy is. Yeah. I'm right. not a real fan of, of uh, the peppermints. I'm, a, That's I'm more butterscotch. Yeah. Anyway, um, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at questions at prayingwiththeeyes.com. The Praying With Eyes ministry is a ministry of Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Colorado Springs, Colorado, where I am privileged to be pastor. You can find out more about Holy Cross by going to our website, holycrosscs.org. Again, it's holycrosscs.org. If you're in the Colorado Springs community and do not have a church home, we invite you to come and join us on Sunday mornings. We worship at 8, 9, 30, and 11, and a lot of other stuff going on uh, with Christmas coming up soon and, and a lot of stuff. You'll find out more if you go to our website to see what uh, some of the events are. Anyway, good to be with you. I look yeah. forward to you being with us on our next podcast. Yeah. You got something else, Matthew? No, I was just saying thank you for having me. Hey, it's, it's, it's really an honor and a privilege to have you. Have fun in Nebraska this week. Oh, it'll be great. I know it will be. Thank you for joining us today on this edition of the Praying with the Eyes podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Praying with the Eyes podcast on iTunes as well as post a review. We look forward to being with you in our next episode. It's crazy for me how fast these podcasts go. I know, and I mean, yeah, we. I'm I'm a person that can keep rambling on and on and on, and so I'm surprised. Yeah, I, you should be. I mean, so do do <laughs> do a little of this in Jack Sparrow for me, Captain Jack Sparrow. I'm uh, sorry, Captain, I'm sorry, Captain, Captain Jack Sparrow. Right, and part of it is the movements, so you're not getting the full experience, but that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Already do try. Yeah, yeah. It was fun when you were doing that at the teachers' conference. Oh, that was awesome. That was, yeah. I mean, that was best job. Everyone else was just getting to like sit out handing sandwiches, and I was walking yeah. around with candy. <laughs> and, like, and it's amazing when wearing the costume when the differences of like 
people because people I can go up to them and and have a have kind of that normal boundary. But then when I put this costume on, I'd get like right in their face and they wouldn't care. Be- and some for, so, for some reason this costume. I don't know. I, I you made me uncomfortable. Well, it's not, not <laughs> so it's not not uncomfortable, but like it, in a normal s- social context, if you did that, if you like really yeah. went really close yeah. to somebody's yeah. face, they'd back oh, up. Oh yeah, no kidding, no but, kidding. Um, when you're in, when they know they expect that objection. Yeah, exactly. And so they just yeah. kind of sit there and let it happen. <laughs> it was strange. 